Hello, welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. The only show that says, I don't know, fuck it. Uh, let's just uh, hit the ground running. Well, we've been doing this for, what, three years now? Yeah, yeah, this is episode 204. Wow. You'd think we'd run out of intros, and we did. Actually, you we're, thought right. we were never particularly good at intros to begin with. No, we really weren't. But it's uh, one of those where, hindsight, we were a little bit too overly ambitious when we started the network, and if we had started the show now, we probably would have named it our second choice, which was Third Vomit. That wasn't our second choice, it was supposed to be a completely different show that Exactly, never but I'm just saying, if we, knew, yeah. if we knew now... No, I mean, I like No Applause, Just a Clap, I think. Every time I've talked to anyone about it, they go, it's a really good title. I said, yeah, it was a really sharp meeting. Um, I'm sorry I suggested it? I did. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. We'll agree to disagree. No, you said no applause, and I said just the clap, and both of us started giggling like little kids. I actually don't remember, so... Alright. You know what, let's call it a group effort. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not worth it. Um, not worth it! So speaking of group effort, what a great segue. Uh, let's just start talking about um, Silicon Valley Season 4. Uh, and I bring up group effort because this season, the theme was that they were going to try to pivot once again... Okay, uh, I, I want to know chat. two very specific things about Silicon Valley. Okay, do you want to hear my synopsis first and yes, then ask questions? Yes, synopsis first and then ask questions. No, synopsis okay. first and then ask questions. Because I don't want to do the questions and then it's like, well, oh, I could have answered no, that. No, and, no, they're so, actually about the actors, not about the show, but continue. Okay, so they um, they try to pivot again. Um, Which to, is funny, because whenever you say pivot, I think of all the terrible TV shows and movies. that you just got to pivot. Gotta pivot. But it is very much a real tech term um, in terms of startups. But uh, they try God, to... God, Ryan should be here for this. Pivot to uh, this, like, um, super amazing video chat, which Dinesh, played by Kamel Nanjiani, uh, made last season. Um, they're trying to do Piper Chat. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're having a lot of problems trying to fund since after last season with the whole... They had the click farm. Yeah, they had the fiasco with the... With the mm-hmm. click farm, and it yeah. was, yeah, it was bad like, numbers... Things did not go well. Um, so, the thing is, it's especially with the fact that the the show actually does have a vaguely diverse cast. Yeah, it's still one of those like white people problem shows. Well, I mean, it's very Silicon Valley, but yeah. Um, Which is funny because you remember the weird subplot they had in Veronica Mars about the one trying to turn Neptune into the new Silicon Valley. Yep, yep, yep. That was second. With season. the rapist mayor. Mm-hmm. Sorry, child molester rapist mayor. Yeah, that yeah. was. It was, you know, Goot. Gutenberg, mm-hmm. which is a really weird role for him to choose to come back for. Eh, he worked. I mean, it was, he was good. Oh, I didn't say he wasn't good. I said it he was, was a good. He was good. Party down as I himself. I, I didn't say he wasn't good. I said it was a weird role for him to come back to. Anyways, continue back on. So uh, they, Piper Chat. Piper Chat from Pipe Piper, um, and they're which I've always hated the name of the company. Th- and that's the running joke. Um, so and they their uh, logo. I hate their logo. They go well if we can't get. You know, a respectable investor. Let's look at a disre- re- Dis- disrespectable funder, which would be the guy from last season with the. Uh, d- did you watch last season? Yeah, of course. The, the, I mean, I watched the, the dick, about, like, the dick, a year the dick after bag, you did, The yeah. dick bag billionaire. Remember him? Who's, who's not. Like Trace you know, Commas and not, all that. He's not Beardy Branson, but he's close to being Beardy Branson. So he pops back up, and uh, while well, Thomas Middleton. He's Mobile. He. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Except um, for the fact that, you know, Branson is actually quite successful. He's just a giant asshole. 
Yeah, so is this guy in the show. But he, so he comes back. Um, Thomas Melditch tries to sell him on Piper Chat. There is a great uh, dialogue between the, the both characters about um, that. Middleditch doesn't believe in Piper Chat, and the uh, investor guy whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. It's not important. Uh, likens it to like, that's not the dude he wants to fuck. Like this is all in front of an elementary school, by the way. He's like, can you find that dude? When you find that dude that you want to fuck, you fuck him. You fuck him hard. Like, so it's great. No, I I want to put this in perspective for you. So okay. years ago, I worked with a bartender that was one of the managers that opened the Tilted Kilt. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? It, the, I think it's the now defunct Tilted Kilt. I feel like it just closed within the last few weeks. Oh, well, yeah, it's got to be recent because it was open late last but year. I, I might be a liar, but like I said, I feel like it just closed the last few weeks. I worked with a bartender who was a super good guy, super smart. He was one of the managers that helped open that place. And the owner literally told them, don't hire a girl unless you want to fuck her. Well, that's the whole thing. You get into, like, Ocean's, what was that, Ocean's 13, where they're like, they don't hire... Oh, it's the whole models hire... as waitresses thing. Yeah, yeah and where it's, it's like there's that, a legal loophole. It's like, like I said, your his, fat index is off. Like I said, it's the second-hand man is actually a woman, so she can say those horrible things to, I think, Ilsa Fisher. In? Ocean's 13? I feel like that waitress was paid by Ilsa Fisher. If not, it was a redhead that looked a lot like her. It wasn't Ilsa Fisher. It was just a some actress. A redhead that looked a lot like her? Yeah. But I'm just saying, that was... A solid ten years ago. I mean, it might have been. You thought you saw her. Never mind. Nice. I was going to say, you thought you saw her. Now you didn't. Nice. Because yeah, she was in the first one. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's the whole thing where it's like, yeah, I get this is a business where appearances matter, and you're basically selling to the lowest common denominator. No, but it's in like the, a no, but in the Scottish, th- it's, it's Scottish Hooters. I mean. But I'm talking about Silicon Valley now. In the tech industry, you'd think it takes a little more. Especially since Elon Musk is notoriously super boring. Is he really? He's a good guy. He's really smart. He's not a douche with his oh, money. Oh, you mean like his like personality-wise? Personality no. Oh, his personality-wise. Personality-wise, he's notoriously super fucking boring. Okay. But it's just one of those where you know what? I get it. Thomas Middleditch. It's not the girl you want to fuck. Guy. Is that the guy you want to fuck? You know what I mean. And when he though. finds that guy, you should fucking fuck him hard. So anyway, so this but it's all the happens. Same, it's the same scenario. So Thomas Middleditch's character goes, you know what, to the rest of the Pied Piper group, which is T.J. Miller and Kamel Johnny and Martin Starr. Um, I believe T.J. Miller still has a job, but continue. Eh, the drunkenness disorderly thing wasn't that bad. I mean... It was an assault and he was high on other things. I... Yeah, but who really remembers it now? I mean, like, it, it wasn't... This guy. I know. So, uh, basically, Thomas Milditch's character says, um, you know what, you can use my algorithm, um, as long as I get, like, you know, a cut. Because um, his algorithm's, like, part of the... Like, yeah, no, why it's such a, a great it's, video chat. It's, yeah. it's been one of the integral parts it, it's of It's, like, the company. MacGuffin yeah, of, like, yeah. the entire series. Well, it's he not goes, the Wonderflonium, but still. He's... No, it is. It is completely the Wonderflonium. Well, you said MacGuffin. I did. I followed it up with um, it is very much the orb from Briscoe County Jr. Um, Nobody just saw us high five. We high fived. Goddamn right, I mentioned Briscoe County Jr. Um, so he goes out to invent the new internet. 
So him and Al Gore somewhere inventing the new internet. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think it, it, it shows that they can not get stale um, on the show and they can go, okay, while this is happening to these characters, this character is going off in his own thing. We're not going to keep doing the, the whole, like, they're trying to get funded, you know, rigmarole well, no, they did it, for the first no, it's, two it's, episodes. It's one of those, uh, seasons, they rather. were trying to be a startup. Like I said, they were, you know, a garage-based internet company. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get money, and they moved on from that. And then they became a successful company. Sort then, of. Sort <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah, sort of. Like I said, and then they had to find something new because what they were doing wasn't working anymore. So, I mean, I like that they And now keep... it's just, no, I, I like that they're keeping to growing the characters. The Absolutely. question is that this has kind of been a slow burn on the series. Like, it's always been a vaguely successful series, but it's getting more and more popular. It's also, one of those, it's, it's a on critical HBO, darling. so it's like, if you have HBO Go, you love this. If you don't, you've never fucking heard of it. It's one of those, it's a critical darling. I don't know what kind of ratings it's getting. I mean, it's got to be moderately good because it's you now on the fourth season. Yeah, but it's one of those but things HBO's where it's like, got the I'm, money I'm pretty that sure they're going, HBO, nobody fucking watches it when it actually airs. They all watch no, it on, on HBO demand Go. No, on demand or on Go. Um, I agree. I think, I think HBO's a smart enough company where... Um, much like Yahoo uh, with Community, they went... No, not, a, oh. not a good example. Yeah, no, a great example. No. no let no. me finish the example. Screen, screen blamed Community for ending Screen. But, I mean, in terms of that, you have a infrastructure that can actually monitor every time it's being watched, not just the Nielsen box ratings. Oh, um, Nielsen's you, completely outdated and stupid. But you know what I mean? Like, HBO can go, okay, they didn't watch it this Sunday, but they watched it that Monday on On Demand or On Go. So you get a, a, a bit more of a realistic take on the actual ratings. Do you remember about... And H, hold on. And HBO's got the money where they go, they can go, okay, it's not a huge commercial hit, but it's a critical darling and we'll keep it going. But it's one of those things, like, do you remember... Actually, it might be more like 15 or 20 years ago when they finally started actually tracking CD sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're talking about CD sales. CD sales. Nice, Deb. CDs are stale. It's no murder, but still. CD sales through the holiday season. And so they're tracking a very specific album through the CD season right by the holiday and then they tracked it for three weeks after that, and they're like, yeah, pretty much the CD that got bought the most got returned the most. Interesting. I think that's kind of like the Nielsen thing, where it's like, Nielsen doesn't matter anymore. So no, it's like, it doesn't. It's nobody watched system. but it's one of those, like, It's the Electoral watched... College of, of network television. Oh, God, it absolutely is. I mean, that's... Do you want no, a perfect that's... metaphor? That's a perfect metaphor. That's a perfect metaphor. But it's one of those, like, yeah, nobody watched it live. Everybody watched it later. And Literally everyone. I don't watch Silicon Valley night up. I mean, I don't. I, the only um, show I... issue with Silicon Valley is it's one of those shows that I don't enjoy week to week, so I like to binge it. I like to do at least three or four in a row. No, that's one of those I can't wait to get to it because it's so fucking funny. I mean, I mean, that's literally the reason I want to watch it. Um, do you have any more thoughts before I ask you my actor questions? Uh, please, go for the actor questions. Thomas Middleditch is becoming more and more profitable and popular. He's done two very successful commercial Verizon. Mm-hmm. He did Verizon. He also did the Tina Fey um, MasterCard commercial. Sure. He's becoming more and more profitable as an actor outside the series. He's got Q ratings. He's bankable. Mm-hmm. Also, he's he's not threatening. He's really funny. And I'm guessing he follows the rules because he hasn't gotten fired in four seasons. Uh, well, I mean, you know, he's 
you think about that and you think about like the Weird Al behind the music where he's like, I don't do drugs, I don't drink. This is going to be the most boring thing ever. Well, no, it's... It, but it's, Middle Ditch, like, he's, he's... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's just one of those, he seems like a professional. Yeah. So it's I mean, like, he likes to have fun, and you uh, can tell uh, that when uh, he's being interviewed, but... But it's one of those things where it's like, Middle Ditch, I know you like doing this series, but you're about to kind of go into a whole new level. Are you going to keep doing this and make the crap money that HBO's probably giving you? Oh, I don't think it's Are crap money on a fourth season. No way. I bet him and Kamala are not making nearly the T.J. Miller money. Um, Deadpool. Yeah. Even after his Yeah, but that's when he's doing a certain project versus... A, uh, yeah, but he was an established character in a certain project that has a certain second and probably third act to it. Talking Deadpool with T.J. Miller. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's no way they don't have T.J. Miller in Deadpool 2. Oh, I know. Electric well, Boogaloo. Um, electric Deadaloo. Electric Cableloo. Cableloo. I think we're going to go with Cableloo. I'm still surprised it's not Michael Shannon. I'm surprised it's not Kira Knightley. <laughs> she actually probably would look pretty good with a flat top. Yeah, she's got range. Um, <laughs> might have watched that movie for the 80 millionth time a couple of days ago. Anyways, like I said, it's one of those where it's a good series. Yeah. But it's not an incredibly popular series. It's not something everybody has watched. And now that T.J. Miller and Thomas Middleditch are both getting more... Commercial work. I was going to say successful Not, not literal wise. on commercials, but I mean like mainstream work. Like I said, now that both of them are making a lot more money, and didn't they do the weird... Liquor ads. The weird... Um, for, it wasn't Bacardi, but... No, yeah. it was vodka. Sky? Great no, news. no. Absolutely. No. The one with the S and the V. Svetka. No. <laughs> Svetka's too good for them. It's the one with the red... Smirnoff. There we go. Didn't they do the weird Smirnoff? Which doesn't have a V in it. I mean, except for vodka. (laughs) That's why I went Svetka, and I'm like, okay. Well, no, Svetka makes sense. No, didn't they do the weird, like, Moscow Mule commercials? Mm -hmm. Which was, yeah, Thomas Middleditch and... And T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller, which also had the weird... But you know, Zach... T.J. Miller can't control the volume of his voice. But you know, like, Zach Zach Woods, um, or Zach Wood, I'm I'm not sure on that one, was in... um, Spy with Melissa McCarthy and Jason Statham. I mean, they're all coming out. I mean, well, but you also have Martin Starr, who's been successful for at least ten years now. Oh, more than that, freaks and geeks. But like I said, he's been a constantly working actor that is recognized. He's the Stanley Tucci of his generation. I agree with that. Like I said, he's a solid character actor that actually makes very interesting, unique characters mm-hmm. in whatever series that he's in. And Freaks and Geeks, all the Judd Apatow movies he's been in. He's the one that like loses. Are you kidding me? I lost my shit watching him in Party Town, when he's like the completely underperforming, the hard, the hard sci-fi writer. Like I said, the completely underperforming scriptwriter, and he convinces uh, Brian Hansen to shave his eyebrows for the cancer. Oh, thing. that's right. Yeah. With Shane Lynch, yeah. Um, why don't we just jump into DC TV? Or did you have more... No, no, I'm thinking. I'm like, so do you think that either of them are going to leave the series or no? No. I think it's one of those that they're... You think that's the day job? Or do you think think that's the passion project? Yes. Um, No, I mean, I I think that they're all friends, and uh, I was listening to... They had a... And why the hell does Kamel Nanjiani not have more popularity and success? I love him. 
I know. And he's and he was like cut as a voice in Zootopia and it sucks, but well, I mean, yeah, it's but work. I mean it's Zootopia was pretty jam packed, isn't yeah, it? it was. So if they cut him that was probably for a reason. Um you know, I think that they're all friends and I think they have fun doing the show and it is a passion project as opposed to a vanity project. I think it's a passion project at all. I, I, I agree that I think they want to be on the show, they love the show. Um but I, I agree that I think it's the day job as well because even though you've got, you know, Zach Wooden spy, um, T.J. Miller in Sounded Office like you Party. Said Zach Wooden spy. Um, T.J. Miller in in Deadpool and Office Party, uh, Office Christmas Party. Horrible failure. It was it was all right, but like you know what I mean, like outside of, outside of outside of them doing that, like they're all in movies and they shoot. Silicon Valley it's very fact quickly. That I still don't get why TJ. No, I'm sorry, not TJ Miller. Why Zach Middleditch has done. Tom Middleditch. Why did I say Zach? Because I was talking about Zach Wood. Because I said I don't get why Middleditch has now done like six or seven Verizon commercials. Well, and he was in that Search Party movie with weirdly enough TJ Miller and um, Adam Pally that I talked about a while ago. But it's one of those like, God, they must have given you a bag of money to do Verizon. I am, sure. Also, I really hate the whole dropping the microphone thing. You seem like an asshole. I think the first time I saw it was funny, and after that I was like, yeah, I get it. So. You said awkwardly in silence. No, we're not. We're going to talk about DCTV. Uh, I tried to watch iZombie. I fell asleep. Not because there was anything wrong with iZombie. I was just that tired. I'm trying to think what the third episode was. Office gossip. Oh, yeah. That was funny. No, no, no. There was nothing wrong with the episode. I was just that tired. It was kind of like one of those, like... It was a fun premise. It was one of those episodes where it didn't really move the plot along. You know, it didn't move the series arc along. It was just one of those, like... You know what would be funny? If she was, like, the office gossip, like, hall monitor character. (sighs) I can't remember if it was on Screen Rant or if it was actually on io9. There was a really good article up recently, and the title was, I can't believe it took us this long to get to a dominatrix plot on iZombie. And I laughed so fucking loud just when I read that headline. Oh my god, is that going to be this season? I think that's going to be the next episode. So far, my favorite one is the one where Liv eats the... The uh, racist? Please let it be the racist. Of this season? No, 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 no. no. So three episodes in? No, in general. Oh yeah, when she, Grumpy Old You're Liv the, is... Yeah, Grumpy Old Liv. You're one of the good, good ones, Clive. Clive. That's my favorite episode. Do I still love the bit when all of the people are eating Rob Thomas's brain at the end of the last season and, and playing songs? Of course I do. But yeah, Grumpy Old Liv might be my favorite. I did like Teenage Girl Liv and Major on 17-Year-Old Brain. That's, I was going to say, but and Liv being the dad was awesome. But it's still just the one where Liv is interrogating all of the kids. She's like, I need to download with you about this and this and this. And the girl like looks at her phone. I've got 20 minutes after fourth period. Yeah. And she eats the uh, high schooler? Yeah, which good. is the same episode that has the girl who played a character on Arrow who I can't remember. Cupid? No, no, the um, the girl that Sarah was looking after because her dad was the pilot that died. Oh. Um, she went on to work on Scream. I don't know what she's doing now. Not Sin. What was her name? Was it Sin? I think it, it might have been Sin. The one that accidentally got shot at like the, the guns for ice cream event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. It, obviously it wasn't ice cream. It was guns for cash, but still. Yeah. Um, uh, have you caught up on Flash and Arrow? 
Oh, not their back. Just, just, just go. Well, there's... Oh, which, by the way, Grant Gusterson got, I'm uh, sorry, uh, got um, engaged. Okay. No, him and his longtime lady friend got engaged this weekend. Good for you, bro. Their ring's awesome. Is it a flash ring? It is not. Unfortunately, they did make a bunch of Green Lantern jokes about it because it's got a lot of carrots. Emeralds? It's a flasher. A flasher? So it's a diamond that has a lot of cuts in it, and it's very big, so it's always flashing. Oh, okay. God, you're a terrible girl. I am. Um, yes? In terms of this episode of Flash, uh, Barry runs to the future. Again. Again. Um, to 2024 um, to figure out who Savitar is. Do you find out who it is? No. Of course you don't. Um, you find out that in this dystopian future, Mirror Master and the Top have taken over Central City. Barry is ten times more emo in the future after he's given up after Iris's death. Um, what does his hair look like? Um, imagine longer than Tobey Maguire's when he's under the influence of the uh, symbiote. Oh, no. Yeah, he's emo. Like, all the way to the shoulder blade? Almost. Ugh. It's uh, kind of a My Chemical Romance Howard Hughes vibe. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag My Chemical Romance Howard Hughes vibe. I'm going to need everyone to upload pictures immediately. Um, You find out that... It's like the worst devil lock you've ever seen after somebody gave up on Michael Graves. Not even a devil lock. No, but I'm just like brown Um, and floppy. It's it's very like eyeliner and hair drapes. Like it's it's bad. So it would be like if Chris Hardwick starred in Megan's body. Jennifer's body, excuse me. Jennifer's body. Yeah, actually yeah. Yeah, I'll give that one. Yeah, Chris Hardwick starred in Jennifer's body. Peter Hardwick. You're right, his fat brother. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, um, sorry, his, his larger brother. You do find out, uh, depressingly, that while Caitlin Snow had become Killer Frost, mm-hmm. at one point she fights Vibe and freezes his fucking hands off. Like, it happened to his brother. No, like, shatter. No, but I'm just saying that happened to his, rope. his brother. Go ahead. But ha- No, the brother had nerve damage but still had hands. This so is like. Does he go like full on Han Solo? I'm sorry. Um, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he's got two robotic hands, but he can't use his vibe power. No hands, no powers. Like they literally say that. Which I'm sorry. I'm you said a little robot hands, and I started giggling inside my head. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, it just makes me think of the episode of Archer where he's destroying the pool balls with the choking machine. Oh, and, and Cheryl uh, Cheryl's Carol, like ooh. Cheryl, and Cheryl Carroll's totally into it. Crystal. Anastasia. So, uh, he ends up, um... Powerless? Well, no. Past Barry... Which we need to talk about, by the way. I haven't watched it. I've given up on it. Um, So has everyone else. They pulled it from the schedule. It's what? They pulled it from the schedule. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... It had potential. It was a bad time slot and a bad network. It had Ron Funches and Danny Pudi. And Alan Tudyk. And I mean, the cast is great. I loved it, but... I hated Alan Tudyk. Not his... No, I was going to say not him. I hated his character. Yeah. Van Wayne, are you fucking kidding me? Thanks for breaking canon, asshole. That wasn't breaking canon. Van. It's a real character. How long ago? 70s? Has he ever been addressed in the last 50 years? Yes, because that would include the 70s. 45 (laughs) years. 
still would include the 70s. 40 years. No. Probably not. And I think we're done. Um, but I mean, it's it's a... No. It's a conical no. character. It's, I mean, well, that's all I'm saying. Um, the character does exist. Let's finish talking about... Well, I was going to say Flash and Arrow, and then we could have an argument about Powerless. So, past Barry manages to pull everyone from 2024 back to, like, Team Flash. Um, he goes... Don't say Team Flash. It sounds like, like, a weird teen power team group. Team Flash, that's what they call themselves. But, like I said, it sounds like a weird teen power group. Like Team Arrow. <sighs> Only Felicity calls them that. Also, um, she calls it the Arrow Cave. It's so probably also what she calls her vagina. Not no, I, there's some. Not for quite some time, but yes. I think they're leading back up to Elicity. I honestly think so. I I honestly think so. But uh, so anyway, so Barry pulls everyone. Uh, past Barry pulls everyone together, um, to uh, to take on um, Mirror Master and Top, and then. Goes back, helps them fight uh, a let loose Killer Frost, who you find out is the only person who knows who Savitar is. Um, at which point, at the end of the episode, Caitlin Frost, in the, in the current time, uh, hears Savitar calling. She meets him, and he comes out of the armor, but you don't see who it is. So she meets him as Killer Frost, and he reveals himself, but they're going to make you wait because they're assholes. Yeah, because there's like, what, three episodes left, maybe, on this season? I have no idea. Um... Rumor has it it could be Robbie Raymond. I don't think so. Are you sure? If it is, it's another Earth Robbie Raymond. It could be the Death... Uh, what do they call him? Um, what's the bad firestorm? Death Storm from a different Earth. Um, I think that would be a cop-out. Um, also, it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, because they have, haven't like, ever speed. taken the easy way out ever before. No, I know, but... Which, by the way, I need your small girly hands to do something for me later. My hands are not small or girly. Smaller than mine. Okay, can we go small and manly then? Your hands are smaller than mine. Okay, so you got big man hands, and I've got small man hands. Sure, honey. That's we'll right. No, no, we'll we'll go with me having big man hands if that makes you comfortable. Crush a nader. Truckosaurus. No, they call her one point. Truckosaurus. Um. I can't remember the name of the Greek family that lives underneath her. In Urcher? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's a thing that's not so been talked about in a while. So, we need to about Error. About what? Error. Error? Is that what you call an Error now? Kind of, actually. Um. Because I, I have a serious problem. It's been five years. Okay. Give up the flashbacks. They did, actually. That's my one note. There were no flashbacks this episode. Yeah. And it felt a little so weird. So I read some news. There are going to be some more in some current episodes. Well, I mean, they can still flash back to stuff that happened during that five years as long as it informs the plot. But at this point, we know why he went back to Leon Yu. We know, you know, everything. It's just now it's like, they can say like, well, we didn't show you. We might have shown you January in this flashback, but you didn't see February. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of wiggle room for them to do flashbacks to inform the audience about where I all it comes from. I feel like from. it's a lazy plot device. At this point, I agree. Five years. At this point, I agree. And the um, thing is but that it, it was Arrow, weird seeing an episode. Arrow, you set up the whole universe. Get your shit together. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't call it a sophomore slump, but... You, it's, it's been a sophomore slump for the last four years. No, I disagree with that. Fine, two years. Yeah, that I, I'm a lot closer to agreeing with. I said fine, two years. 
Um, I get that Flash was super hot out of the box. Phrasing. But it doesn't mean you need to fucking dick around with this. And, frankly... What do you mean by dick around? They haven't really been delivering very strong plot lines or character developments or anything particularly moving for the last two seasons. Like, this makes sense and this makes sense. Let's do this. And also, it's typewriter hands. Uh, I think they're in a holding pattern creatively. I think they don't know what to do. That's the problem, is that one of those things is where they're actually kind of lucky that they're at the CW. So the CW does not necessarily cancel low-rated shows, especially if it has a good viewership and a good cult following. I mean, that's how Rain made it four fucking seasons. That's why Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is now in its third season, like I said. And it is the lowest-rated show on network te- uh, television. I was just listening to a podcast with but I'm just saying, Rachel the, Bloom about that. Like I said, the CW does not swear by Nielsen. Why? Because they're not fucking stupid. No, they know that, you know, between online and um, traditional watching, like, you know... It's, and it's, DVR. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, but it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what, the CW's not dumb. I mean... They have a much younger viewership than most networks. But yeah, the CW's not dumb. It really bothers me that they had such a good product. A product so good that they brought in three other shows. Supergirl, which they rescued. The Flash. And Legends of Tomorrow, which we won't talk about because I just get pissed. Right. And they basically let it rot in the field. Uh, I... I in terms that, of Arrow? No, I, I get that you're splitting your talent... In terms of Arrow, you're, you're saying? Plot lines with Arrow for the last I agree. seasons. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I get that you're splitting your talent, but if you couldn't run yourself that thin, why did you do it? Well, that's more of a studio thing than a... I can't, than a Berlanti thing. But I think it's... Berlanti. Let's talk about that. If you didn't think you could do four shows at once, why did you even fucking try? Well, I mean... I know I've bitten off more than I can chew on the network because you're so ambitious to want to do XYZ projects. So I mean, But you need good people underneath you, and he has excellent people underneath him. Yes, I but know. They're all, but they're all that split sounds... on the other shows exactly. as well. I think with any good show, you need two people. Well, I think he hasn't found the right people to delegate, and I can't knock him for that because I think... Then why did he even try? If he didn't have the right people to delegate, he shouldn't have done it. Well, that doesn't mean that... He's ruining all the properties because he tried to do too much. Like, the only one that's going to come out of this well is probably just going to be The Flash. I agree. Arrow's been suffering for a really long time. I stopped watching fucking Legends after the first season. Yes, you told me I should give it another try, but I couldn't... It was unwatchable. And did you really think Supergirl was savable, especially after you did a musical episode? I I don't think that Supergirl... Well, I think... It's not. It was a completely different universe. Yeah, her and Grant Gusterson together were awesome, but it was not something that you could do to... Are you checking for a cat? No, keep talking. Like I said, it was not something that was savable. It was a property that was sold to the Raw Network because they thought, hey, maybe we can do another Lois and Clark. Why? I love that fucking show. Lois and Clark was awesome, but it never went to any of the superhero things that actually happened in a Supergirl on CW. 
do I really like the next season? They're supposed to get Calista Flockhart back? I do. I like that. I think that'll be great. I don't think it's salvageable. I think the third season will be the one where they... Um, Make it or break it? Yeah, I think that's... They can't do... We've talked about this. They can't do a complete 180 tunnel shift from NBC's Supergirl to CW Supergirl But that's exactly the what they season. tried to do. I... I think they were trying to straddle the line. I don't think it worked. It did not. Um, not even a little bit. So I think this one's going to be closer to the CW mission statement in terms of their superhero shows. So, I mean, I think they should give Supergirl season three, see how it does. And I actually really think that DC Cinematic Universe kicked DC TV right in the dick. Yeah, we've talked about this before. I mean, no, but I mean, even more now, where we're getting a lot more news about, like, Samuel Aquaman, or the new, you know, Justice League, and it's one of those where people are discounting more and more what DCTV is doing, despite the fact that it's interesting, and new, and different. I disagree. I think if you look at the people that watch, I think, I think, I think person A, as opposed to us... Um, looks at Justice League and goes, okay, and they're not the people watching Flash, Arrow, Legends, Supergirl. I think the people that are watching Nobody's the watching TV Supergirl. shows... Nobody's watching Supergirl. Don't fucking lie to yourself. Um, but wasn't lying to me at all. Um, I don't watch it. But the people that watch that know that it's a better quality than the DC uh, cinematic. Okay, let's take this back. Think about yourself as a kid in the 90s. Okay. You remember the 90s Flash, right? I do. Very fun. A Flash movie came out in the 90s, not starring, you know... Wesley, uh... Um, yeah. I was actually going to say Mark Hamill's mirror mask, but anyways. Would you be pissed? Um... If I was, like, my age now then, you mean? Like I said, no, like I No, no, you was like a 14-year-old, or... I would wonder why. I mean, it, yeah, no, it's just like, would you be interested and would you be ticked off? Because I'm talking about the CW viewership, which in my head is probably somewhere between ten and twenty-five. I don't know if "pissed off" is the right word. I mean, like, I'd be disinterested though. I'm like, mm. not my flash. Exactly. It, it'd be a not my white canary thing. Why? Canary. Is that, I don't. Do you not remember that? You mean Black Canary Matters? <laughs> but like I said, it's one of those, it, it would be a not my flash situation. Yeah. So I feel like with this whole thing with DC, they're alienating a giant part of what they could be their viewership and people that would actually buy merchandise. I disagree. I think they've either through... Smart or stupidity, I don't know which. Um, both, and only time, only time will tell on it. A little both. It's going to fall in either one way or the other, eventually. But, that they've gone like, look, these are two separate universes. You can keep watching, you know, you realize this Gus is and Flash, gonna or you can have this Ezra Miller Flash. They're different Flashes. Nobody likes Ezra Miller. Haven't seen him enough in Flash... Or Justice League, so I don't know, and I will reserve. I will reserve my uh, judgment till the movie comes out. You realize this is just going to result in one of the two of us standing up in the theater and screaming non-canonical. 
Not my flash. Hashtag Barry Lives Matter. You have anything to say about Supergirl? No, why would I? <laughs> you have anything to say about Legends? Uh, it's still between seasons two and three, so no. Well, no, and Netflix keeps urging me to watch Legends on Netflix. I say watch, like, you know, season 2B, or whatever you want to well, call that's, it. that's the problem, is that it's it's kind of like Parks and Rec, and I had this conversation with you where I'm like, well, if you get through the first two seasons, the third season's great. Do I really want to suffer through the first two seasons? Did you with Parks and Rec? No, I didn't, actually. Oh, I did. Um, but it's one of those, like, I didn't watch it until... Pretty much the series was done. Did you rip something off your fucking phone? Then you don't need to really talk about it right now. Except for the fact that you've been fucking with it for like the last five minutes. And at no point do we need to talk about it right now. So that means we're done talking, I guess. We just can't talk about the fact that you apparently had a hangnail and tore it out? Nope. I tear skin off me all the time. Don't worry about it. Okie dokie. So, um, I think I've talked about it before. I've read, uh, I say read, but I've listened to a series for quite some time by an author called, oh, cunt, my phone's in the fucking bedroom. What's it's called The series? Hollow Series. Okay. And it's a series about basically a witch. Like I said, so at one point in the 60s, a massive viral plague got released on everyone, everywhere. Okay. But it mostly affected humans. So now humans are actually the minority, and so witches, vampires... Okay. Wares, pixies, fairies... Yeah, and yes, pixies and fairies are still super tiny. Like I said, I'm quite a ways into the series. It's probably at least ten books in. Wow. And it's one of those series where the complaint I have is that the lead character is stubborn to the point of being stupid. Yes, you have brought this up before. However, what I was going to talk about is she wrote a prequel book. She wrote a prequel book about the accidental release of the virus that kills everyone. Okay. And I'm reading it now. Well, listening, listening to, to it, it now. now. And I'm a little ticked off at the book that... Both of the lead characters are ambiguous as to which one's the asshole. What do you mean? They're both geneticists. Okay. They both developed genetically mutated things. Okay. To try and oh, help people. Piggly 4. Yeah, Piggly 4, basically. They both developed Piggly 4. <laughs> like I said, so one of them developed this drought-resistant tomato. Okay. Which, like I said, is this great thing, and it got, you know, released and planted all over the world. And the other one screwed with the genetic code for that tomato to make it die. But in screwing with that, some type of deadly virus that basically kills all humans was also attached to it. However, he's claiming it wasn't his fault and somebody screwed with him after with. Who, the drought tomato guy? Yeah. Okay. He's like... Yes, I did this to kill your tomatoes, but oh. I did not kill everybody else. It was this dude. Okay. Who has since committed suicide. Okay. So it's one of those things. I'm probably halfway through the book, and it's terrible. Of the first book? No, no, no. This is a prequel book. Oh, the prequel book. Right, right, right. Sorry. No, the prequel book. No, I've, I've read all the books. It's pretty far in. You actually might enjoy the series. 
but it's one of those. I got, where you I got have, a long list of shit to read. So. No, it's it's an unreliable narrator series. If oh, that like makes that. sense. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's not because she's a liar, but it's because she's so stubborn to the point of being stupid and impassionate about what she believes in that it makes her an unreliable narrator. Right. Okay. Her bias affects. There you go. Okay. You're right. I should have said biased narrator as opposed to unreliable narrator. Okay. So, like I said, I'm about halfway through the book, and it's basically, like, reading what happens when the plague breaks out in England. Like, it's terrible. Okay. Like, they had to escape this place, and they're in a train car with these two other families, and everybody fucking dies, and there's dead bodies everywhere. And people are like, we should bury them so they don't fall the water, and other people are like, but you can't just do a mass grave, that's inhuman. So, right. it's one of those things where you're like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is super bad. Bad in terms of the writing or bad in terms of like what's going Bad's on? Bad in terms of what's going on. Oh, okay. No, she's an excellent writer. Okay. I, I, like I said, my, my only complaint about her is, like I said, this that her lead is stubborn to the point of being stupid, but that could be a character flaw. It's not necessarily her writing. Okay, but like 10 books in, like you either figure out it's a character flaw or she's writing a character. It, no, it gets her into a lot of trouble. Okay. I was going to say, she does not excuse it at any turn. I will that makes s- sense. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I... Okay. Uh, I was going to say that um, I'm still going through, um, speaking of series of Oh, we're going to talk about Sandman Slim? A little bit. Just a little bit. Can we talk about Just how much t- we super want to talk to Richard Cadry? Richard Cadry will be at DCC. DCC. Um, no, we... Denver Comic Con. Uh, he's on he's both our lists. He's my number one. And I, with three exclamation points. I saw. Um, I'm going to be waiting in line to have my pop cult, pop, pulp version of uh, the first book signed. I can't, because like I said, I listen to all of his books as audiobooks, and actually the only reason I got turned on to them is because I was listening to, I think, the Hollow series, oddly enough. And they got recommended. Yeah, and they're like, you should check this book out. And so I clicked on the thing and read the synopsis, and I'm like... Okay, fine. I'll check this one out. I've got a credit. Why not? If it's terrible, then I won't. And within the first three pages, when it talks about him coming back into the Hollywood Forever Cemetery wearing mm-hmm. a flaming leather jacket and a germs t-shirt, I was, was fucking it? sold. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, and that's well, exactly how I sold it to you. Yeah. I'm like, read five pages, and if you don't like it, don't read any more. Because, yeah, you, you either get his writing or you don't. You don't. Period. Um, but I'm on, the sec- is- I'm on the second book, and... Uh, it's just stunning, his level of world building. But it's also the thing is that he brings all of your senses into it because his discussion of smells, mm-hmm. especially when it comes into different species, like when he's talking about the ammonia smell with Yosef, and you're just like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, with the Kisi in the first book. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, but it's the whole thing where he talks about smells throughout the other books and the different smells that different species have. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the beginning of book two where he's trying to get into the Golden Vigil and the guard is giving him a ration of shit. So he, like, basically... He kidnaps his brain, yeah. Yeah, and goes, you can do one of two things. Um, you can let it happen or well, you can take him downtown. No, it was, you can either, like, take him downtown to his experiences in hell or you can, like, start reciting, like, whatever it was, like, the soccer Raven? scores. Something. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. Something in name. Um, it was very much, and I can't remember what movie it was, where, like, they're trying to read a character's mind, and they're like, oh, he's thinking in Russian, and I don't know Russian. Well, I mean, and that happens, actually, even in True Blood, where 
Maybe it was Suki's, no, no, no. Suki's trying to read Tara's brain, and Tara's just going, la, 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 like yeah, inside yeah. your brain. You just flood your brain with inane thoughts. Yeah. So, um, really digging the Sandman Slim series. I do recommend it. Um, well, like I said, and what I really liked about it that I'm pissed off about now, it's the same problem I have with the Snake series, where I started it, and it had at least six books done, and now I'm through all of those books. You know what I like about that? And I wanted to bring this up last time we talked about it. Um, well, no, it's, is that, it's, it's the Wheel of Time series. It's the um, the Jordan series that he didn't finish before he died. Who he? Robert Jordan. He's got a bunch of initials in there. He started this massive sci-fi series uh-huh. that he didn't finish before he died. Okay. <clears throat> it's like reading Game of Thrones. There's no finish. Well, there is. So yeah, he's going to die first. Um, You've seen the man. He's going to fucking die. What I was going to say um, is that Sam Slim does one thing well. He does I, a lot of things well. It does one specific thing. He, he, does, he, does, well. he does one thing that happens in another book series that okay. I hated. Okay. And I wanted to bring this up last time when we talked about it, is that he drops these very specific... Locational references to L.A., and much that, like the X series. I know you did not like. I it. hated the X series, but what I was going to say is that that's something that happens in the Anita Blake series. She drops super specific street references right. in St. Louis, and you're like, "This is bullshit," and I don't fucking care. And who the fuck knows St. Louis? Exactly. Um, but he does a good job at. Well, the Rich, thing is Richard that Cadre makes a, a, makes it makes LA so much more accessible by being a bit more broad in his. It's it's never it's never it's a specific street, but not a specific area, which is what happens in in the X, X series. series by, well, um, they're talking about somebody. going out and foraging and trying to find all this shit in specific areas of LA, and you're like, I don't care about this series. I don't know what it's known for. I don't know why these people are supposed to be awesome. And it was the one female character that I hated the most in the X series, and we'll talk about it in a few minutes. But with Kadri, especially as the books go on, and he has a specific location that he tends to stick to, because he has a home base, which I like to think of as an abandoned blockbuster, but it's an independent VHS store. Right. And later on in the series, that actually does get a lot more interesting. Um, but he also has, when he goes to see Mr. Moonen, Oh, in the very, first book. Yeah, in the very... When he comes back. Oh, like I yeah, said, yeah. But like I said, a very specific building he goes to that has like a two and a half floor. Well, at the top part. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. But, uh, yeah, I find that like when... When Kadri when drops, like saying like Sunset or La Cienega or whatever, um, it's not as... It's not as specific as it was in the... And I can't think of... It's not Ernest Klein, it's, it, but it's... Um, because Ernest Klein well, was Ernest ready Klein player one. Ernest would never fucking do that. He's ready player one and um, Armada. But it's a, it's another. His last name is Klein as well, but it's it's spelled differently, and I can't think of who does it. Um, My phone's in the bedroom. Don't worry about it. But the X series, EX series, um, that he drops like such dense specifics um, is what I, I didn't like, and you know I talked about that how it became almost inaccessible. Whereas well, like I said, I, I had this just, other book where I'm like, and then I turned off of Olive onto Palm. 
I have zero fucks about these street names. Yeah, like, I don't know like, where there's all no of these ref- palms... Like I said, there's no references to where your house is, there's no reference to where you are in the city. What the absolute fuck? But Kadri, in the same Man Slim series, manages to make those references accessible, where he's like, I turn off a sunset, and you're like, I, personally, like, have a cultural touchstone of Sunset Boulevard because of the whole glam metal scene. And he's a few blocks off at the Bamboo House of Dolls. Which I think I might have found the Denver equivalent. Yeah. So. But it's one of those things where it's like, he's good at world building, but he's good at real world building and other world building. So it's like the underworld, well, downtown. Which is, he call, which is synonymous with hell. Yes, that downtown is just as real as the actual LA that he's living in. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I, I kind of see it Constantine-wise, where downtown. It's LA and hell like I said, downtown is a, a mirror of what's happening on the surface. Okay. Which also happens in the Hollows books. Like I said, they have an area called the Ever After where the demons live. And it's basically a broken mirror of what's happening in the real world. Okay. In the Hollows books, it's basically an echo of what actually happened. And it's kind of like this weird isolated cyst. But still. Is it like the Upside Down? It's not like the Upside Down. Okay. But I can see why you would think that. Yeah. Like uh, the Upside Down or Hell A from Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it, it's like this broken little cyst that you basically just need to expel from your body, but it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Uh, uh, what I else did we... that. Um, what? I was going to say it was like the weird reality abscess from um, the Invisibles, but you never read the Invisibles. I did not, unfortunately. The, the Grant Morrison no, Vertigo I comic. really wanted to, I just haven't gotten around to it. Hey, fun fact, we're both afraid to uh, text Brandon. <laughs> About what? I think I loaned him a book, but I'm not sure. And even if okay, I did... Okay, um, so, podcast, if you could help me out with this. I'm missing a large chunk of the Fables comics. I swear to God I lent them to Brandon, and he's not a fucking liar, but they're not in his car and they're not in his home. Where the fuck are these comic books? And I think I might have loaned him Preacher Book 6, because I'm missing mine. Well, I'll just buy you a new one. I'm, I'll am i buy me a new one. I just signed up for um, the Barnes & Noble, and I get like uh, 15% off coupons, and I was going to use them to buy the a new pre- Preacher Book 6, and uh, oh, fuck. Oh, no, we can't talk about that, can we? God okay, damn it. We can't talk about Saga. Why not? Yeah, the new Saga book came out. Yeah, all the feels. That's all I'm going to say about it. Holy shit. Okay. I had a coworker who hadn't read it yet, and I was like, and she was taking a couple of days off, and I said, can you read this? We can talk about, like, the end of book seven. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, so it's here's all the, the feels. No, but- and when I saw her again, she was like, holy shit. I'm like, okay, we're going to yeah. talk about it in the Vegas way, but I want to talk to you about Saga. Okay. We've talked about the fact that it's extremely obvious he's going to be a father for the first time when he started writing this series. Uh, I believe, no, I believe he was going to be a father for the second time. Well, then he's an asshole. But he's writing, I mean... What I want to know is, are these the feelings from the first time, or are you just trying to recreate that now? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. All the feelings he has with having a child and trying to take care of a child and then losing a child and trying to get the child back, which, you know, obviously he never did. 
losing child. No, no, but he, I mean, there are, okay. Like I said, are these all things that you wrote years ago and we didn't know about, or are they things you're writing now? I. The thing is, it's like, hey, did you, you know, submit this script ten years ago and now they're finally no, getting right I think No, I think he's, he's looking back on... His first kid. But I'm um, just saying that was the idea. It's like, did you did you write all these feelings five, ten years ago and submitted it, and now they're getting around to drawing and inking it? Uh, realistically, no, but emotionally, yes, probably. Um, I mean, every... Well, you know what, they... What was it? What was I... Um, well, it's one of those things where, with them, and well, that's one of the things I actually really liked about them as a couple, is they're still focused on their rela- relationship... And their child. Yeah. And it's one of those things, after you have two and or three, you basically lose your relationship and it's just your fucking kids. Yeah, especially when you're outnumbered. Um, exactly. But it's like... But uh, that's one of the things I really appreciated about the first few books is it's, they're still trying to be them and them with a the child. And, and you, you see that throughout, I mean, even the seventh book. Um that ends with I, I I can't even say it like one I don't want to spoil it and two like I think you might start crying it oh god it was I, I can't even if I compared it to something right now it'd be giving it away mm-hmm. yeah pretty much I like I can't even compare it to another but cultural but it's also one of those where that, like throughout the series you want to bitch slap both of them at various points in their oh yeah like I said it's not that I the only one you no, don't want to bitch slap is the kid uh, <laughs> No. Why would you want to bitch slap the kid? I don't like kids. So you want to bitch slap the kid simply to bitch slap a kid? Most, Not based that on... That was actually mostly a joke, but still. Just like... Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Okay, cool. But like I said, it's one of those where both of them make horrendous mistakes oh, yeah. on their journey. But, I mean, we're all fucking human people. Well, and especially and in terms of I don't mean like parents, human like, species wise, but I mean human decision wise. We all make really, really dumb fucking you, you decisions. You think you think when you have a kid, and I know you can't speak to this, but I can. Well, I have cats. Does that help? No, fur babies don't count. You um, didn't even laugh when I said that. No, I didn't. Um, also called them fur babies. Sasha, come here. Rub all over the dog. No, nope, don't do that. Rub he, all over the dog. He would never relax. Um. You know, when you have your first kid and you go, you know, oh my god, I can't do this. And you realize your parents have the same fucking thought. And your goal is basically to not fuck up as bad as your parents. And you know what? You will. You will. That's just the end-all be-all of it. The thing is that all the fucking mistakes my parents made were products of their time and their upbringing. Yeah, because that's what they know. But that's the thing is that it wasn't them being bad people. It was products of their time and their upbringing. Is it nature versus nurture? I mean, that's yeah, the BF the BF Skinner you know take on it. So yeah, I might take a philosophy class or two. What? That philosophy factory is over there next to the health building. Was that off air? No. Was that on air? Oh, the philosophy. Yeah, that. Was yeah, no, that offer. that was. So anyway. Um, Let's get into uh, just usual ending nonsense. Uh, mistakes I made this week. It's Colorado. I actually managed to layer up and did not make any mistakes this week. 
Oh, you didn't slip and fall on your ass at all. I did not. Nice. Not even fucking once. Nice. That's an extra But like fight. I said, I brought an extra coat. I wore extra layers. Even though it's the end of April, I still managed to basically dress for winter. I did not the day it was going to snow. Like, I didn't even check the weather. And I was like wearing my, my lightest hoodie. And I was like, I'll be fine. And then like four inches of snow later, I'm like, I'm not fine. Um, it's Colorado. You never planned anything until after Mother's Day, i.e. check the weather oh, before planned you leave anything? the house. No, yeah, God, no. No, but like I said, i.e. check the weather before you leave the house, because it might fucking snow. Um, uh, it was a really easy snow that basically broke all the tree branches, and there's a lot of water now. Nevada, you're welcome. That's all the water. Um, same mistakes I made. Um... Pulled the skin off my thumb halfway through this podcast. Uh, but we weren't talking about that. Till now. Uh, no, I, it's just, I had a, yeah, some loose skin and I pull it myself and scratch myself. It's a terrible, terrible habit. It's all based on anxiety and, and stuff, but, um, let's see. Um, not laughing. Yeah, I, I mean, outside of that, like, Oh, I've, been, so, I've been so busy at the day job that... We're not going to talk about the pickle vodka clock tower incident. Well, there was no incident other than I the, the candy, drank like... The, the candy land stealing? I didn't steal it. We borrowed it. We did return it. Uh, and it was for a joke based on I have a friend who's nicknamed Candyland because that's his level of game. And you know what? I get that. I have coworkers that have English as a second language. Oh, no. He's... He's born here. He's just that naive. He's just a young dipshit. You know, Julian's a baby and he's still better than that. Never met you... Have I? Once or twice, but no, not in depth. Okay. Um, the baby. He's barely 21. I gave him his first shot of Jameson. No. Like I said, he's not that naive. But no, um, just I've been working a ton. I mean, really, my mistake is um, not that's hunkering much down. Our and... thing. No, we've both been working a crazy amount. Like I said, I took a vacation. I'm sorry. Apparently, now we're gonna work. Um, do we have any corrections from last week? Nope. That might be it. We actually made it an hour. I'm kind of shocked. Short, sweet. But yeah. I wouldn't say sweet. But short. Ish. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.